Ladies and gentlemen, good morning and welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. My name is Jay, and as always, I'm joined by the man behind 80swrestlingcon.com. Monday Night Virtual, 80s Wrestling Con Live, ISPW, and the man who helped launch the Demolition Fan Club, none other than Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, sometimes I just have to list your accomplishments so you can hear them as well. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Wow, man. I got to send you a check for that one. You really put me over strong today. Uh, Jay, you forgot the owner of the Wrestling Collector, and our, our next guest that we're having on the show momentarily has been to the Wrestling Collector, and he also sports his Wrestling Collector shirt. I've seen some pictures on Facebook, and uh, in just a minute, we're going to get him on, and we're going to be taking your calls live, because today on the show, we have Barry Horowitz, one of my favorites from back in the day, and what an amazing career he had, Jay, and we're going to talk all about his career and his upcoming appearance on May the 7th at 80s Wrestling Con Live. It's going to be at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. And, Jay, I just told you th- five seconds before we went on the air because I just got confirmed, uh, confirmation with, the, with the, uh, the, the people I were talking with. I have a major announcement, a major announcement about 80s Wrestling Con at the end of today's episode. So, uh, we'll talk about that later. Big, big announcement. I'm very, very excited. I just found out. I just got confirmation on it. Uh, we're going to announce it at the end of the show. And anyone out there that wants to talk to Barry Horowitz, the number to call in is area code 516-595-8295. Again, that's 516-595-8295. And joining us right now, my man, Barry Horowitz. Welcome to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Wow, thanks, guys. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, between you two and the accomplishments and, <laughs> oh God, I'm like, wow, I'm beside myself. But I got to say, right off the bat, when uh, Jay was listening to your accomplishments, I'm going, you know, he owns the wrestling collector. And, and by the way, folks, this isn't a work or I'm not putting Tommy over. First, he, treat, he treated me like a pro, but I've been to many of those uh, comic book stores and collecting stores. Tommy's setup is so cool because you can get to it easy. Uh, if you want to have lunch, you can go next door. You can go down the block. But his setup, the way he does his room, the autographs on the, on the wall, everything, it's not overwhelming. It's just right. And I, and I mean that. I, I really I like his Thank setup. You. I like the way he conducts business. And if you think his accomplishments are good, Jay, if we talked about mine, we'd probably have to write three books. And I'm putting myself over because nobody else will. Oh, uh, no, I definitely any, will. And, and as far as the, the 80s, uh, the, the, the signing for the 80s and May 7th, I can't wait to get there. First of all, Morristown is an iconic town in Jersey. It's big. It's did a lot of things in the past and present. And I can't wait. The weather's going to be good. Folks, if you miss this, you're missing out on huge, huge wrestling memorabilia, uh, signings, meeting people. You're missing out on a big one. So you need to be there because I'm going to be there. Thank you, Barry. And, and, and real quickly, before we jump into the calls, because we have calls while sure. waiting to talk to you already, you actually wrestled at this arena for WWE back in the early 90s. WWF used to run the, the men in sports arena in Morristown. And, and I remember I was, cause I was there. This is a fan. I remember you being on that show, so it's cool to be able to really? say that I 
did a show with WWF, and you're, and you're coming back to a, a place where you were at before, too, you know? I'm, sh- I'm sure when I get there, I will know, because I remember every one of my buildings I wrestle at, especially the iconics like the Spectrum and Madison Square Garden and, and ones like that. But uh, I'm sure I'll remember that. And you are right about your wrestling collector shirt. I had to alter it because I'm just getting all <laughs> jacked. But I do. I, I wear that on my cameos. I wear that on podcasts. I mean, it's a cool shirt, and and I like it. It's huge advertisement front and back. Absolutely. And you know what? Now that you just said that, Barry, I have three other brands that I promote, so I'll make sure I have shirts for you for all three of them when you come up here oh, in May. Love wearing them. To, love wearing them to the shows. Love wearing them on my zooms and and uh, cameo. And uh, yeah, they're cool. They're really. I, I like the way you put them together. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. And Jay, you want to want to jump in here? Yeah, so we do have three calls on hold already at the start of the show. People are excited to talk to Barry, but before we take the calls, I just want, uh, Barry, I want you to know I had the pleasure yeah. of meeting you at Tommy's first 80s wrestling con a few years back, and it was at the end of the wrestling con. You had spent all day talking to fans. I came up to you when I think you were tying your shoes or, or switching shoes you were the nicest person to me. I cannot thank you enough. You answered my questions. You had no problem visiting with me after what was already a long day to you. I was blown away at just how great of a guy you were. So before we jump into call, I just want to say, Barry, thank you so much for being such an awesome guy to me a few years back. Well, I appreciate the compliment. Are you sure that was me? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I, I, I think you owe me money for something, so I don't know. Maybe that's why I was nice. Maybe you owe me, trans, maybe you owe me trans from uh, Newark Airport to Long Island or something. There I don't you go. know. Maybe. I don't know. But either way, I enjoyed the experience. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we do cool. have three oh, calls. No problem. We have calls already on hold, so we're going to jump in and let some fans talk directly to Barry Horowitz. Our first call is coming from Tommy's Neck of the Woods, Totowa, New Jersey, Tom, welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. You are live with Barry Horowitz. All right, let's get this straight. Totowa, Tom. Totowa, Tom. What? Oh, Totowa, right. Tom. Okay, where is that near? Totowa is about, tw- about 25 minutes from Newark Airport. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, because Mr. Mr. Technical knows that northeast area. Yes, I know you do. What's that? 30 minutes from the Wrestling Collector Store. Well, that means you're going to be there May 7th if you're 30 minutes away. Yes, of course. Um, I'm a huge fan. Um, I always thought you had the it factor. I liked your work rate, but I always thought you had charisma, and I was always so disappointed because I was – saying to myself, why don't they push him? Yeah. And then finally, mm-hmm. they gave you that one gimmick where you had your, your jacket with the handprint on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what started that. Like, how did your popularity rise from, you know, an early, you know, card, uh, you know, matches to yeah. you, had a, well, you had a following for a while? It's a good question, Tom. I'm going to be honest with you. I just worked hard on getting myself over. Remember now, I'm not, I don't have family in the business. I don't have an in. I've got some buddies, but I said I want to do this on my own, and I was committed with my accountability, 
my athleticism, my amateur background, and I said, I'm going to basically, you don't want to get me over, I'm going to force you to get me over. And there's only so many things you could do. If you look at the wrestling business, past and present, there's some guys that deserved major pushes, and then there's some guys that did not. And, you know, the only, the only promise in, in the wrestling business is there is no promises. So, uh, you know, uh, that, that's it. You know, when you hear, especially like 20 years ago, the fans weren't as smart as they are now. But when I hear uh, questions like this, Tom, I've heard your question and even more in depth. And I hear it almost every interview, and I go, you know, I don't doubt myself. I'm not insecure about my career or, or what I did in this business, but where there's smoke, there's fire. So something's true, and, you know, who, who, as far as the business, who likes you, who doesn't like you, I think this goes uh, beyond wrestling. I think it goes in all sports, especially Hollywood. It's, um, it's a big work. That's what it is. And it's a shame. Well, at, least, at least you can hang your hat on that, though. If everyone comes up to you right. and asks you the questions, right. I mean, at least you, know, you did something out there. You, you know what? Yeah. You know how many people would probably want to be in my position, Tom? So I'm grateful. I wish I got a little bit more. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not – no sour grapes. Again, if, if I was the opposite of Barry Horowitz, and what do I mean by that? If I was drinking, failing drug tests uh, – you know, uh, looked like crap, didn't look like an athlete, didn't perform like an athlete or an entertainer. All right, then. But I'm the opposite of that. And uh, it, sometimes it doesn't matter, but I'm not, a, I'm not a quitter. And I can look at myself in the mirror every day and go, what I got, my legacy, everything, I did it on my own, and I'm proud of it. As far as anything else, you know, some guys will go, well, you didn't do this with me. You do that. Well, dude. You show up late for the town, uh, you're on drugs, you fail drug tests, uh, this is, you, you caused your own problems. So that's, that's what that situation's about, Tom. Well, hopefully we can see you at one of the ISPW shows. Um, I just want to put Tommy over really quick before I hang up. I was at the show in Butler Friday. All I can tell you guys that weren't able to see it, three run-ins, a strap match, you had a title change, you had Bobby Valentine in the ring. You had a tremendous main event. What more could you want? And the proceeds went to the town of Butler Triborough Athletic uh, Fund. So that's awesome, Tommy, and I really enjoyed myself on Friday. Uh, thank you so much, Tom. I really appreciate that, man. I'll see you at the store, Barry. Okay, yeah, looking for you. Appreciate your call. Tom, thank you so much, man. All right, so that was Total One Tom from New Jersey. We have two other callers on hold, but Barry, if I can just follow up with what Tom was asking, kind of what you were saying. When you're uh-huh. a guy who has charisma, has the athletic ability, and is uh-huh. getting himself over with the crowd, I got to uh-huh. imagine there's a certain level of professional jealousy that might happen backstage. Did anybody ever give you a hard time about getting over? Did anybody ever come to you and say, hey, what's your secret? What can I learn from you? Or uh, we've heard about backstage politics. Or is everybody kind of oh, yeah. cool with what you're doing? Or, or how does that go when they see you getting a reaction from the crowd? That's, that's a good question, Jay. First, first of all, um, you are right about the, uh, the, the backstage politics, a lot of jealousy, and you know, my only answer to that is, and yeah, there was, um, there's not too many comments, uh, 
uh, guys that are insecure, oh, you used my move or you did this or do that. Well, see, Barry Horowitz isn't a limited wrestler. You don't want to take a northern light suplex? I'll give you a double underhook. You don't want to take that? I'll give you a side salto. I'll give you a vertical. I'll give you a belly to belly. I can go on and on because I'm not, I don't stay stagnated or complacent. That was my goal to be a versatile wrestler. Not the same punch, kick, clothesline, you know, run to the ring all, you know, out of breath with face paint on and, and, and try to get over in two minutes. So, um, yeah, I've had, I've had guys, uh, They'll say stuff like that. It's jealousy. And my, my famous line is, I love it, if I was on second and a certain person was on fifth, he's semi-main event and it was six matches, maybe we should sp- switch places on the card, bro. Maybe you should be on second and I should be on fifth. And I'm not going to limit my ability for nobody. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to threaten me or bully me. I mean, if Vince comes up to me or Chief J. Strongbow or Tony Gurria, well, you've got to do this. I'm going to do what I'm told. It's, it's your job. There's nothing wrong Great. with that. It's a team player. And, and there's, a couple, there's only a handful of team players. And my, uh, my first and foremost, as far as being professionalism and a team player, is Kurt Angle. All the way. Hmm. Yep. Have you have you ever had a chance to to work with Kurt Angle in any in any aspects, whether it be oh, behind the scenes? That was my He's... total dream match. Total dream match, Jay. Yeah. No, I never did. We met once. Uh, he was very respectful. Uh, I respect his amateur career. Anybody that's an Olympic gold medalist in amateur wrestling, freestyle Greco-Roman, and wins it with a broken neck, come on, dude, right. you're the best in the friggin' world. You're the best. So, you know, I don't like when people shun on him or knock him or anything. I don't know him personal. I don't, you know, I, I, knew, I think he had some demons. He fought them. The man's an athlete. He, I have never seen anybody, especially in his situation as an amateur, Bob Backlin, or there, there's a bunch of amateur wrestlers, but not to, you know, Brock Lesnar, but not to the degree of Olympic gold, catch right. on to the business in one year. And he's a pro. If you've seen the last few matches, certain people he's put over for retirement and this and this and that, um, totally disrespectful, but he's a pro. He knows he, 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 people know it too, and guess what? He's getting paid. When he goes to the bank and cashes that six-figure check, they don't say, they don't say uh, <laughs> did you win or lose. They say, how much would you like to deposit, Mr. Angle? <laughs> right. That's, that's a very good Absolutely. point. That's a very good way to look at the business. We're going to jump into our next call. This time we're flying to the West Coast, to Chico, California, to talk to our good friend Brian. Chico, California. Brian, you are live with Mr. Horowitz. Good morning, guys. Uh, Good to talk to you again. Hope Tommy and Jay are both doing great. And uh, Barry, uh, it's uh, great to talk to a legend here. Yeah, Brian, thanks for calling. What kind of questions you got? Well, basically, I, I was uh, at my heyday of fandom from uh, 86 to about 92. So when you were in the WWF from 87 to 90, it was uh, something where we got to watch you every every week on TV. And uh, I really wanted to just thank you for uh, making everything uh, so entertaining and so enjoyable. Uh, you, you did a hell of a job putting over all the guys that, uh, that I like to cheer on and uh, – and uh, I know that uh, it wasn't easy and that uh, you had the Malenkos that uh, had trained you. So uh, I didn't appreciate it as much then as I do now. And 
right. like I say, first and foremost, just want to thank you for all the hard work that you put oh. in every week and uh, giving so much entertainment to all us fans. Well, I appreciate it very much, and I've got to say, I've wrestled at almost every major town or big city in California. I love going there because of, uh, first of all, the gyms are all, they're next level. Your health food stores, next level. And the crowds are next level. They appreciate it. They love it. And I just, I love going to California. I mean, it's huge there, wrestling. A lot of people don't know that, but, I mean, wrestling, bodybuilding, training, health things, California comes first, and then it transcends to other states. They're always thinking of something first. Them in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, I did get to see you once. It was uh, Saturday night's main event taping in November of 88. You and uh, Steve Lombardi teamed up uh, for a, uh, a match against the Rockers. And so I, I did get to see you that one time, and I'm sure that was shown on uh, Wrestling Challenge or Primetime Wrestling. I think it was for Wrestling Challenge. But uh, both you and Steve had a quality that uh, not all the not all the enhancement guys had, which was both of you were cocky as hell, and you know didn't matter how many times you got out there and got beat, you went out there and uh, and and basically showed that you were gonna you were gonna give it all you had every time you were out there. Iron Mike Sharp's another guy like that, where you're, yeah. all three of you guys were just cocky as hell, and and that made you some of the the best enhancement talent there was. Um, one one other question I had for you is uh, Roddy Piper in '89 when he came back, he was mm-hmm. basically starting a feud with uh, with Ravishing Rick Rude, and so they had him come out and face you, and it was just a, a quick match. But I was wondering if you guys talked about it at all ahead of time because he he stood in the corner and he started taking his kilt off and smiling at the crowd. You came up and sucker punched him, stepped back uh-huh. a few feet spit on him and and of course he just tore into you and smashed your head on the mat three times and rolled you up for a pin so it was a quick way for him to get onto the segment of kissing the girl that had kissed rick rude in the you know previous segment but did you guys have any words about that did he say we're just going to do something quick give it to you you know excuse me um Wow, you're a remember that. That's that's incredible. I, I I do remember it, and probably it was just a quick. You know, something like that is just quick. You know, good wrestlers, and I emphasize the word wrestlers. And I'm just going to throw out a few names if you don't mind. When you when you're talking about good wrestlers like Malenko's, uh, uh, Barry Horowitz, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, the whole Hart family, technical wrestlers, a good pro. You know, you have separate dressing rooms and whatnot, and you could talk over your match and this and that. But a good pro, there's many times I couldn't get to Owen Hart at a big building. It was just, you know, everything was kayfabe. And what do we say? Call it out there. That's a real pro. Because if you said that to some guys today, or maybe even past, they'll go, what? Uh, uh, can't we go over this for uh, an hour? And can't we have a script? And no, man, that's not the way we were taught. Uh, Practice is over when you turn pro. Practice is over. So I am. Normally, that. normally the heels would call it in the ring if I'm not mistaken, right. especially back then. So uh, I'm no. guessing that you were out there basically making careers for a lot of these baby faces that were green oh, yeah. coming and, in, and uh, and so did they? Yeah. Uh, did they primarily trust you and go with you and and thank you afterwards for the most part? Or? Yes. Uh, I would say 90%. The other 10% were jealous 
or they're cocky, or they really think they're the world champion. And uh, as Tim Horner once put it, Tim White Lightning Horner, we're star makers. We are star makers. But see, there's a difference. There's a big difference between a guy putting people over an enhancement. An enhancement guy could go any – I could go 20 minutes with Owen Hart in Madison Square Garden – but then the next night in, in Albany at the Poughkeepsie uh, Hudson Civic Center, I could go uh, with Owen like in four minutes. I could get – what I'm trying to say is no matter what angle is, I could get the job done properly. There's some guys, they just can't do it. They just got to be beat up and, and pinned. They don't know how to call a match. They're, they're in it for part-time. You could tell by the look on their face, their ring attire, their body. They're just it's, – it's not – it's not them as a career or, or longevity. It's just a uh, Monday morning at the water cooler when they worked at Walmart or IBM or something like that. Hey, uh, did, you see, did you see me put Steve Austin over or Barry Horowitz or whatever? That, that's what it's about. And I was never about that. This is a serious career. I, I almost treat my professional wrestling career like my amateur career, only I bring it down a few notches. You, you want to – Bob Backlund once told me, he says – you can't be, you can't overthink it, you can't underthink it. you got to keep it in the middle. And let me tell you something, gentlemen, to keep it in the middle is harder work than overthinking. You overthink, you overthink. You underthink, you don't give a crap. But to keep it in the middle, just like my training, my diet and whatnot, you, it creates perfection. Well, again, thanks so much for all that you gave the industry. And I'll, I'll leave on uh, just a quick question of uh, – were there guys that you traveled with in the late 80s that, uh, that you spent a lot of time with? And, and who were those guys that, uh, that you got to hang out with? Or were you more of a loner? Yeah, I mostly traveled. You know, uh, I traveled with people that were similar to me. I loved tra- uh, uh, traveling with Barry Darso, uh, Bill Eady. Uh, I traveled with Nails. I like that. Um, believe it or not, these guys are, are, are just like myself. I'm not into the to the bars and all that stuff. I'm, I'm into, you know, getting a good meal, getting a hotel, getting my rest, because who knows, I may have to be up in four hours and take a flight to Detroit and Detroit to Montreal or something. So, you know, I'm not about the strip bars or the clubs at four in the morning and, and blowing $800 in two hours. So uh, never was into that. And then I would drive alone because I could do what I want, get to the gym when I want, get to the building early, get out of the town early. So, uh, yeah, there was uh, – I, I like traveling with Tracy Smothers and Ben Jordan also, uh, Reno Riggins, really good guys. And, um, yeah, that's that's basically it. Well, thanks again for all that you shared and oh. uh, for all that you did for the industry and all the entertainment over the years. I, I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I appreciate it. i got to ask you one favor. So yes, when you sir. hang up the phone, you call your travel agent, and you book a ticket to Newark Airport, okay? You get a rent-a-car. <laughs> And then you go to 80s. You got to go to 80s uh, meet and greet. You got to be there. I'd, I'd love May to. 7th. I'd like it if uh, I'll see if Tommy can hook me up with uh, helping uh, out. Tommy will pay for your airfare. Tommy will pay for your airfare. Bring you to the Northeastern Diner. Awesome food. We'll all eat together. And uh, oh yeah, you'll have fun. I figured that that might be his major announcement, but he hadn't talked to me yet. So cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys. Yeah. You guys have a great great rest of your week, and thanks again you so brother. much. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Brian. Right. Thank you so much. All great right. call. Thank you, Brian. 
There was Brian from Chico, California. He took a stab at what Tommy's big announcement might be. I'm on pins and needle. I can't wait to find out. But we got Barry Horowitz on the line. So we're going to take some more phone calls, talk to some more fans. We're going back to New Jersey. This time we're going to the great city of Butler, New Jersey, to talk to our good friend, Danny. Danny, welcome back to the podcast. You are live with Barry Horowitz. Tommy, Jumpin' Jay, Barry, good morning. Always a pleasure. Hey, hey Danny, what's up, thanks brother? for coming. How much? Uh, Tommy, great, great job with uh, the Carlito signing Saturday. Uh, super humble uh, individual. Like, you know, St. Lucas enjoyed it. Um, like I said, always uh, look forward to your uh, meet and greet. Uh, definitely looking forward to me in Morristown. Uh, Barry, uh, as far as uh, you're concerned, uh, tremendous charisma, you know, you definitely uh, went out your way. You made uh, many superstars uh, look good in uh, that era of wrestling, uh, whether it was uh, superstars of wrestling, wrestling challenge. You know, even when you had a, a bone thrown to you on a Saturday night's main event here and there. Um, uh, as mm-hmm. far as the people you worked with, um, you know, I, I read in uh, Tito Santana's book, uh, a lot of, you know, the, 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 the mid-carters, the main eventers would go out of the way to, you know, take care of, you know, you guys, like the enhancement talent that made them look good. Um, is uh-huh. that 100% true to anybody that went out of their way more than others or there's more that, that, that were just, uh, you know, cheap or, like, didn't care as much? You know, that's first of all, that's a great question, uh, uh, Danny. And um, uh, please tell me, before we get to I'll answer that, please tell me that you're in Butler, New Jersey, at one of those great diners eating a bacon and cheese omelet with great coffee. <laughs> Uh, and a, and a pickle, uh, lightly toasted with low-fat cream cheese. Yeah, Please tell me that. It would have defeated the purpose of me just coming out of the gym right now, so I'm not going to lie to you, but that that, that sounds uh, pretty damn good right about now. I, do, I am going to have right some coffee now, but I'm not at, I, I am not at a diner right now. Ah, darn it. Don't forget the home fries. But anyway. Uh, absolutely. Um, no, that is true, Danny. Great question, and I'm going to emphasize the two in this order, Don Morocco, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Now, as far as other guys uh, taking care of me in the ring and so forth or uh, doing this and doing that and let me shine and not worrying about their ego or they're not going to get over, which I still to this day, uh, it's, it's ludicrous, it's ridiculous. But anyway, that's another, that's another chapter in another book. But... Um, I emphasize those guys, and uh, I'm going to throw Kevin Nash in there also. Uh, he's taken care of me a few times. And, uh, and then you got, you know, uh, then you have your ones that are worried about their career, got to eat you up, got to do this, got to lie, got to tell you something that's not true. And, uh, yeah, I have no respect for people like that. It's just an insecurity. And, uh, you know, think about it. It's so common sense, Danny. If you're on top uh, – if you're Hulk Hogan or or if you're Rick Martel and so or Lex Luger or you let a guy shine this this and that uh it's not going to hurt your career it's going to actually make it more acceptable and more accountable because it 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 looks more like a shoot instead of a glom instead of you know I think I think they should do away with that once in a while it may be needed but uh yeah I don't agree with everything um back in the day when I first met Lex Luger in Florida. But I will tell you this, every time I worked with him, never hurt me, 
best press slam in the business, and dude sold for me convincingly. So, what does that mean? He was a pro, and I appreciate it. So, and I'll tell you another thing, Danny, I'm going to throw at you since you said that. If you listen to other podcasts and Zooms and interviews, and I'm not trying to be negative here, you won't hear too many guys, the upper echelon, if you will, the main event, the semi-event, they won't put over people like myself or other people. If they do, it's rare. Why? I don't know. And I don't have a problem with that. If i got a guy I want to bury or a guy I want to – I just say it. It's not like you have to – you know, to ignore them or no-show them or anything like that. I don't, I don't agree with that uh, thought process. So I hope I answered your question correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I remember a couple of weeks back, uh, Tommy and Jumping mm-hmm. J had uh, uh, Steve Lombardi on, another uh, tremendous uh, individual who definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I know you guys had, uh, you know, worked a lot with each other. He uh, mentioned... Uh, Something about a, you know, obviously one of my favorites, Ricky Steamboat, going out of his way and uh, mm-hmm. making guys look good, and and who sold, uh, you know, as you know, he, he no, a lot of people couldn't sell like Ricky. Uh, did uh, did you yeah. work uh, a lot with Ricky back in the day? You know what? Uh, I think I only worked with him once or twice for um, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling Crockett Promotion. And at the time, they were calling me Bret Hart, and I would tag with people against uh, him and the late, great Jay, uh, Jay Youngblood, his brother Mark, his brother Chris. And I think I only worked with him once or twice, but I've taken many trips with him in the Carolinas and just listened to him. Just kept my mouth shut, listened to about being a babyface, selling the wrestling business. We are from the same hometown of St. Petersburg, Florida. So um, I used to see him time to time because... He's been um, in the wrestling business longer than me. We were at opposite schools when we wrestled. I think he, he wrestled at a high school uh, called Boga Siega, and I was at Dixie Hollins, and they were both in St. Petersburg, Florida. But, uh, yeah, uh, and many trips with the Youngbloods, really learned a lot from that. Actually, when it comes to driving and towns, that's the most I've ever learned was in Crockett Promotions. I was on the, I was in a car every day, five, six days a week with Johnny Weaver, okay, Rufus R. Jones, Handsome Jimmy Valiant, uh, my God, uh, Piper, Orton Jr., Flair. I mean, that territory was hot, huge. And all I do, sit in the back seat, mouth shut, respectful, and listen to the stories and listen how to work. Of course, what I liked about Crockett is, Everybody has to watch every match. If you're on first or second, you don't leave till the main event leaves. I totally agree with that. And I learned a lot from watching that and tapes of other organizations like, um, you know, back in the day, you know, uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, Florida Wrestling, World Class. You learn a lot when you watch tapes, and you, you want to uh, absorb it and perfect it. And if you do stuff like that, I'm telling you, <clears throat> how does it, you know, I'm trying to think of the thing, you know, uh, um, I, I can't, I can't, it escapes me right now, but when you do good, good people do good things, and it, and it turns, and it transcends in your work in the ring. Well, I appreciate uh, talking to you, Barry. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm definitely looking forward to meeting you for the first time come May, and I know there's uh, other yeah. callers, but before I, I, before I let go, I, 
I gotta ask you one last question. Where did the the back uh, the back tap originate from? The pat on the back. Well, actually, it originated from uh, when I was wrestling amateur. Uh, I was elated. I was. Uh, I don't know what happened. I did a reversal on him at something, and I don't even know what made me do that. Maybe I saw it in a movie. Maybe I don't know. I, I was only. Oh my God, was I 16 years old or something like that? And and I did it half ass, and I got. Of course, disqualified, points taken away, reprimanded from the coach. But in my mind, from 15 on, I knew I'm going to be a professional wrestler. I'm going to do that. I put that in my back pocket for over 10 years. And then I brought it out slowly, and uh, it, it got over, and nobody did it. And I liked the way I did it, especially for a heel wrestler. So when a lot of people think about it and they say they imitate it and stuff like that, and, uh, yeah, so and it's unique and it's different. And anybody who does it now, I mean, if you want to do that, fine, but I've never been uh, a copycat or a, a wannabe. And when you do stuff like that, it, it, it turns into that. You know, you do the same move as somebody else, that's fine. But when you actually do, you know, you know like it's like me going out there and doing the – you know how Hogan does the pose down and he puts up the, the hand to the ear and so forth? Uh, he's the originator of that, and many have copied. I've even seen football players copy it. But in, in their, in their uh, defense, it's just a compliment towards Hogan. Absolutely. Well, like I said, uh, very pleasure. Thank you for all that you're um, accomplishing, all your contributions. And uh, Tommy, Jumping Jay, I look forward to seeing and hearing from you guys. Uh, definitely, Tommy. I'll be seeing you hopefully soon coming down the store. So you guys awesome. have a great weekend and take care. You too, man. I always enjoy having you here, man. Thank get you, to that, Danny, man. Get to take that care. diner, you Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Barry. Take care. All right. You too. All right, Barry. You uh, Listening to you talk, you obviously have a lot of respect for the business. You obviously have a brain for the business. And so let me ask you this because you lived it. Here we are, 30 years later, talking about this area of professional wrestling. Not to take anything away from the current product, but I don't envision 30 years from now people talking about what's happening in today's wrestling scene. What do you think it was about wrestling at that time when you were heavily involved in it that has such staying power in the minds of fans? I think the entertainment value and the wrestling value was kept even keel. I think now it's maybe a little bit uh, a little bit overboard, less wrestling. People don't know how to wrestle. Uh, maybe the gimmicks, uh, overexposure on the TV. Uh, I, I like the way it used to be, and, and I've spoken to people that are older than me, younger than me, and they definitely agree. The average person that comes up to me, I see in the gym or in the stores or whatever, nine out of eight out of ten say they like it back better in the 80s and 90s. I'm not saying boring wrestling. I'm just saying, you know, you have your entertainment, you do your wrestling moves, you do your amateur moves, you, uh, you, you do the things that pro wrestlers, good pro wrestlers do. But when you minus all that and just walk and talk and, you know, no accountability in the ring and no athleticism, people don't want to see that. They want to see, when they're sitting at ringside or in the nosebleed seats or whatever you want to call them, they want to see, I came here to see wrestling. I want to see, 
I want to see that moonsault. I want to I want to see that fancy suplex. I want to see that pile driver off the top. I want to see what a real pro does in a pro way, not you know backyard or or anything like that. And I'm not knocking the backyard because, I mean, when I started training, of course I trained with Malenko for 18 months at a school. That was it. And then we did indie shows, but he actually lined up civic centers and and uh, sometimes a bar, sometimes a flea market. We, I never was a backyard wrestler just doing stuff that you see on Jackass or YouTube or whatever. Uh, first of all, that's not wrestling. That's just, that's just an amateur stuntman. And hopefully when you jump off your roof into a garbage can, you hope you don't die. Yeah, very well, very well put. And you can tell the difference between a professional mm-hmm. wrestling that takes the craft seriously and someone who's just trying to yep. imitate what they've seen yep. others do. And so yep. I don't know if, unfortunately, I think we're seeing a lot more of the backyard style as kids try to emulate what they see on TV. But I think it goes back yeah. to, like you said, being willing to watch tapes, being willing to learn, and being willing to put in the work. Because like you said, mm-hmm. when you're a professional, you are getting paid to uh-huh. do this. You need to do it at the highest level possible. Well said. I mean, All again, right. any walk life, any job, you, you want to be like that. I mean, I don't care if you're Tom Brady or you're the guy at Walmart supervising a superstore. You you know, be your best. Finish Absolutely. first. Well said. We have one more caller waiting on hold. It's not in my caller ID, so we're going to answer the call live on air. We'll find out who it is together. Caller from area code 518. You're on live with Barry Horowitz. Welcome to the show. What's your name and what town you in? Good. How you doing? This is Scott Wilder. I think Mr. Fierro knows who I am. Hey, Scott, what's up, brother? What's up, Tommy? Hey, I just wanted to give a call in and let everybody know. I mean, as a promoter myself, I've done Tommy's show, the last one he did, and you are not going to a convention. You are actually going to an experience. I mean, Tommy puts on one hell of a show. I mean, it's it's meet and greets. It's entertaining. I mean, he does a, almost like a variety show on on stage. I mean, this. I mean, it, it it's just amazing that the time and energy that Tommy puts into this. And as a promoter myself, I, I'm so blown away by his show compared to a lot of wow. the other ones that I've done. Thank you so much, Scott. That's really, really, really awesome of you. And and let me put you over for a second as well. Scott's actually going to be a big part of 80s Wrestling Con, Scott Wilder Promotions. Uh, He's bringing in Barry Horowitz. He's bringing in Typhoon. He's bringing in Mike McGurk. And also, uh, one of the big ones, Jay, the reunion of the fabulous Rougeau brothers, Jacques and Raymond, uh, Scott Wilder Promotions, bringing him in as well, and as well as, as Dutch Mantel. So, Scott Wilder Promotions will have a big presence at AD Wrestling Con this year. And as I said, you know, it's always a pleasure being a part of anything time he does. I've been to his store, uh, the Wrestling Collector over there in Stockholm. Always a great turnout. Awesome stuff. I mean, even some of the guys I've brought in there, I mean, they're just amazed at some of the stuff they see. I mean, Tommy puts on a top notch in whatever he does. You know, <laughs> it, it, and it's it, it's really a pleasure to be associated with Tommy and to get to work with him. And it, it's just, as I said, anybody that hasn't been to 80s Con, you'll be blown away. Absolutely blown away. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And, and I, I will say this also about Scott. 
he is the only person that got the one-man gang to leave his house in recent years. That's why I come up this way. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, the turnout for the one-man gang at my store, I, I'm not even kidding, Jay. They were a line wrapped around the building. That's how much of a demand he was. was I, I, a, think, I think we literally went for three hours straight, didn't we? Yeah, dude. I, it was like three, three or four I, hours straight. It was I know, I, got, I, I know I got heat that night because I didn't go home to like, 8.30 at night, and the store supposed to close at 4 o'clock, so I, I was TV dinner for me that night, Barry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I think I had a bag of chips that night. <laughs> Can I throw in two cents here real quick? I got to say, and again, this is a shoot statement. First of all, uh, One Man Gang, a.k.a. George Gray, what a great guy, and I'm glad you said that because I did used to travel with him. We are identical as far as as far as traveling together, rooms, food, everything, no arguments. He's a great guy, and he did take care of me big, big time in the ring. But what I want to say about the Northeastern promoters, most of them, and Scott, t- t- uh, Tommy, uh, there's, there's a bunch there, they put on, like, quality shows. I'm talking everything but pyro. I mean, the buildings, the ring, the, the, the people they bring in there, and then – you got a couple that slipped through the cracks that I'll never work for again. But that's uh, that's another story. But for the most part, this conversation right here, love working for you guys. Don't like working for the other guys. And you other guys, if you're listening, you know who you are. We appreciate that, Barry. Yeah, Barry. Right. Well, I only I try to only associate myself with the best. And uh, I mean, Tommy is. I I mean, what can I say? In the top one of the best, you know what I mean? For what he does and his honesty, I mean, you know, Tommy's it, you know, in in the New Jersey area and uh, pretty much on the East Coast. I mean, there's a couple other decent shows, but Mm -hmm. Tommy is uh, Tommy's the guy, you know. You know, when you when you see those T-shirts, I'm an '80s guy. That that just translates to I'm a Tommy's guy (laughs) because that's just. uh, and by the way, I still haven't got my shirt, Tom. But uh, yeah, but I'm gonna, uh, I'm, gonna have to you, I'm gonna have to owe you a big, I'm gonna have to owe you a big fat paycheck after the whole. Yeah. No, yeah, but Tommy, yeah. Tommy, you know, you know, Tommy, you know me. I'm in. I'm just a. I'm a straight shooter, man. And when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, I don't have nothing to do with you again. Well, and I, uh, I, we've worked together anyway. a lot of times, man. I I really appreciate that, uh, Scott. Your kind words really mean a lot to me. Thank you so much. And, and as I said, when I when when, when was your last eighties con? What was that? Uh, just before COVID, and I had yeah, Tatanka in. And uh, you know, I mean, the line for Tatanka and Tatanka was you know early nineties. And uh, I'll tell you what, the fans came out, and then I mean, just the stage show and everything you had going on. It was like it was like you didn't know where to look because every there was so much going on. It, it was like a wrestling circus, you know what I mean? It was, it was amazing. It was well organized. The staff was friendly. I mean, I mean, I walked into Tommy's show, and you know, you don't see this much, which really impressed me. The first thing that I got was greeted by Tommy. You know what I mean? I mean, you walk into a lot of these big conventions, yep. and you pay way overpay for tables, and these guys mm-hmm. don't care who you are. As though the yep. only thing they care is that you PayPal them their, your money. You know what I mean? And and they yeah. got the free stuff out of you that they, they, they wanted. You know, when when the promoter is right there by the door and he knows who you are and he shakes your hand and he looks you in the eye, you know you got a good promoter. You know, and, and well, that's man. Tommy Fierro, you know. 
Well, to piggyback on that, Scott, you know, some of these guys, and again, I'm not <laughs> knocking them because we just didn't know. I, I call them weekend warrior mark promoters. They got a regular job. They've never been to the top. They never worked for the NWA. They never worked for Vince. They never worked for a top tier promotion. They don't know. They don't know. They didn't pay their dues, is what I'm trying to say. And really, it's yep. just common sense. But if you got some common sense and you know the wrestling business properly, then you'll be a. You, that, that's what that's what Tommy's doing with you, Scott, and with myself. You're being a pro, and you'll get more out of somebody. And if you don't, well, then you don't need them on your card. You don't need to rebook them. Absolutely, and then that's you know, and you know, same with like you know my working relationships in the business. You know, there's, there's mm-hmm. very few promoters that I can say I'll work with. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and work with multiple well, times. Tell and us one another. This, I mean, there's been a few I worked with once and and never worked with them again. But you know, I, I've worked with Tommy multiple times, and you know, it, it's just because it's always a pleasure. And and at the end of the day, I I don't have to go home and feel like, hey, did that guy screw me over? Because I know he didn't. Yeah, I, I gotta yeah. I gotta get. I don't know what you guys think, but I'm just want to let it know. You know, some people we like, some people we don't. But I gotta give a major shout out. The three people. That's Nick Massey, the King of Credit, Richie Sorrentino, and I got to give a huge shout out. I know it's outside of Northeast, but High Spots uh, Incorporated, unbelievable. All three of them, very, very professional, and I enjoy working for them, just like Scott and just like Tommy. Oh yeah, they're all good guys, man. They're all good guys, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, we got a couple more calls, Scott. I can't, I can't think. Enough I'm gonna let you go, guys. Oh, your kind we'll, words, see, man. we'll see you in May. And I uh, can't wait for the great show. And, uh, you yeah. know, all I can say is show up because you never know when the Rougeros will be back together again. Yep. Thank you and so much. I appreciate great. your kind words, man. Talk Thank to you guys Scott. later. Bye. All right, Scott. Thank you. All right. We got, we got two more calls. We got to get to them real quick because Barry's got to run, and we got to make that announcement at the end of the show. So we got two more calls. Who's up next, Jay? Well, we're going to take the two more calls, but I got to say Barry joked earlier on about he could write chapters of books. I think a chapter on the behind the scenes of signings like this would be an interesting read. Because just as an outsider listening to you guys talk about what makes yeah, a good yeah. promoter, what doesn't, it's very interesting. But we're going to go to our next caller from Scranton. It is David. Whoa. David, welcome to the show, brother. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate that. Wow. So I just want to say um, – I'm kind of fairly new uh, to like the you know the the wrestling market and stuff, and uh, I've been a fan for quite some time. But uh, recently, you know, in the past year, uh, I just started being like a you know doing the conventions as as a vendor and stuff. And you know, I you know different people. You know how Scott says some some people are shady, some people are you know just there for their PayPal. I I yep. I, I do want to I do want to make a you know a, a shout out to, to Tommy. Uh, you know, I've talked to him numerous times we went to his 80s con uh you know being as a fan per se you know being that guy walking through that door shaking your hand hey making sure everything's okay you know have a good night and stuff like that and you know i'm very fortunate you know next month i get to you know come down and see what tommy tommy's all about and you know get to see his you know shop hopefully but like tommy's like i've been new to this tommy didn't have to be you know the, the overwhelming you know wonderful guy reaching out and saying hey you know, uh, you know, if you need anything, let me know. Or just, you know, Tommy, I, I do have to say, and I, and I commend you on your work. Like, I've, I've heard of you, you know, for years now, and then, you know, get to, you know, finally get to, 
you know, meet you in person and, you know, getting to work with you, you know, you're, you're a very humble guy. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of excited to, uh, you know, to, to work with you in, in March. Well, well, first of all, man, I'm very flattered and very humbled by what you just said. Thank you very much. Second of all, Barry, you're going to have to come on this show every week because it seems like you're bringing me good luck getting over here, man. What the hell? <laughs> I, need, I need to work for you more, Tommy. Come on. Yeah, you, yeah you might. It, it probably sounds like it, right? Wow. Dude, thank you so <laughs> much, man. And by the way, yeah. I know David. I've worked for him. I don't know why he didn't say hello to me, but um, I, that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you in a minute. You know, I I was getting to that. You know, getting to know Tommy. You know, I, I'm very very respectful on you know uh, on people and how I'm treated. You know, I you want to be treated how you want to be treated. And like right. you you were you were my first first big you know wrestler. You know, get to be around and like you know being with mm-hmm. you for those two days. Like the stories and like you know yep. you got to be you know that wonderful guy like telling the stories and hanging out and you know not just a, a hey quick hey and you know i'm gonna come in and do a signing and leave you're like you're you pay attention to stuff you're like you're very you know very or- detail oriented and that's what i loved about working with you like you're just an absolute humble guy and it's not like hey you know the fa- you actually care about the fans not like the come here yeah. sign my autograph take my photo and leave like you know you're always right. there to lend the ear you know talk to you know talk to people and like you're, you're, and, and, and again, it's, this is not a shoot or not a work, but like getting to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. Like I've been a big wrestling fan for a while. And like, when I heard about you, you know, got a chance to work with you, like, you know, you know, I watched some of your matches and, you know, and then, you know, get to hear some of your stories and like, you're, you are such a very, very, very humble guy. And like, I'm going to go out on the record and say this, like you need to go definitely in the hall of fame someday. Cause you are definitely <laughs> worth it. Wow. I wish again, I'm not putting myself over, but that happens almost in every interview. I was waiting for it and you did it, David. And by the way, I was just ribbing you, but we did have fun. We <laughs> ate together. We had good stories. And I got to tell you folks, David, I'm with pro wrestling com. I have about four or five shirts on there. David reproduced a shirt legally, of me, and I'll tell you what, I wear it, and sometimes I wear it to the gym, and then I've seen David wear it. It really stands out. It's really a cool, he really did something cool with the black and white, how he did, how he put my uh, uh, likeness on there and whatnot. So i got to give him props for that, but the major props I'm going to give David, and I'm, I hope he remembers this, when we first worked together in Philly, you know, you get pictures taken, you get this. There is some fans, shady fans, and... And what happens is the show is over, it's over at 4, you're walking back to the car, or you've got to get to the airport or the diner or whatever. Let's just say it's 4.30, for argument's sake. You've got the few lingering fans that want to get that free autograph and that free picture, which it's not really cool. I mean, Elvis doesn't sing for free, and Barry don't sign for free. Well, once in a while I do with certain people. Well, I'm not that money hungry, but anyway, this guy came up. And he wanted to take a picture, and I did it. And then he, he, he mistaked kindness for weakness. He went into take a picture. Now i got to do it sideways. Now my phone's got to be this. Now, you know what? David shut it down. Now, remember that. It's his first time being there. He wasn't rude. He shut it down. And I was impressed. That's a pro. And then this guy will respect us more. You know, you just, you just don't do that. I mean, once in a while I do it. But the way he went from, from uh, you know, um, uh, 
you know, I'm giving you, uh, let's just say, I'm at a restaurant, I'm, I'm giving you a sandwich, uh, can I get fries? Oh, can I get coleslaw? Oh, can I get a salad? Oh, can I get a drink? Dude, what are you doing? What are you doing? David, shut it down. I highly commend him for that. No, thank you, Barry. appreciate that, buddy. Well, well, you remember you that, for... right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you again for your kind words, man. I look forward to finally meeting you at ISPW next month, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man? All right. Thank you, guys. Barry, Jay, Tommy, it's always a pleasure, and I'll see you guys soon. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, thanks, David. David. Tell Tom we said hello. All right, we'll do. Thank you. Barry, Thank before you. you leave, before you leave, I have one one more special surprise for you. And uh, as as you might know, I I run I run a promotion up here in New Jersey called ISPW Independent Superstars of Professional Wrestling, and and one of my top characters is a heel manager by the name of the winner. Andy Weinberg, who is the actual son of Nikolai oh. Volkov. And I know that I, your buddy is with him, and he's on right now. Andy, welcome to, welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast, brother. First of all, let me just say this, okay? I think David and Scott, make sure you wipe your nose. It is so brown right now. <laughs> you guys kiss up like that. <laughs> never heard anything like that before, Tommy. I, Tommy, I'll tell it like this. I think you suck, Tommy, okay? Barry, <laughs> I love you. Okay, you're one of the greatest oh. people I've ever met in my life. My dad absolutely loved you. You are very two types of people in the world. What's the shoot? Tell them what it is. Jewish people and people that wish they were Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we own the world. Thank you. I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Now, how cool is this, Barry? This past Friday night at our ISPW show in Butler, New Jersey, Andy actually got in the ring and called out New York Mets legend Bobby Valentine, former New York Mets manager, and he went in the ring, and he joined the Winners Club with Andy this past Friday night, which we're trying to, as we speak, wow. play it all over the place I, on a news channel. So, I have, I've got to give props to Andy. Uh, first of all, we just did a, a live promo in a hallway in uh, Baltimore, what, three <laughs> weeks ago, Right off the cuff, he was respectful. I told him I had to catch a plane, this and that. He was so respectful, and we did it. We pulled it off because he's a pro. And Nikolai Volkov, and uh, one of, there's another one. I loved traveling with Nikolai. There was no problems. Him and Boris Zukov, why? We're going to hit the gym. We're going to eat good. We're going to save money. Nikolai, I'm serious. And let me tell you something. Nikolai in the day was the she is it. I'm telling you, he was the man. He was against Bruno. He's a Siberian uh, Russian express. I mean, him and, and Koloff, I mean, Nikolai knows how to train. He knows how to treat people good. And by the way, he's a good magician, too. To <laughs> show you his tricks for sure. And I'll tell you what, Barry, and I'll, maybe my, maybe my uh, nose will turn brown, too, but I'll tell you this. I remember Saturday mornings when he was home, and I'm watching TV on our local Fox affiliate here in Baltimore. And he would, uh-huh. I would literally see you on, you would be on the screen on his TV, and he would always say, uh-huh. "See that guy? He's a good guy. Wait till you meet him. He's a beautiful person." Yeah, I could picture oh, him saying that. Yeah, he 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 was. It, it, there was a guy never jealous of anything, and it just you know what's hilarious is as I know Nikolai so well and his background and whatnot, and 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 what a rib of of teaming him tag team champions with the Sheik. Because if anybody knows both of them, you know that's opposite gimmicks, if you know what I'm saying. 
Totally two <laughs> different people for sure, right? I mean, you couldn't get anybody oh, more different than these people. They used to have nicknames for each other, Jekyll and Hyde, you know? So, um, yes, yes. They were two, he, my, my dad did a lot of babysitting for the Sheik, as you know, and I got oh. stories. I can write a book just alone on those. But, Barry, oh. I, I look, you're going to be in New Jersey, right, on um, May 7th. And, um, yep. You have my condolences to be in New Jersey, first of all. The the odor there has gotten worse since the last time you were there, Barry. I was there this and I can tell you there's nothing like it in the world and they call it the garden state because you're always guarding your wallet, you're always guarding your house and guarding your girlfriend. Nothing like it in the wow. world. But guess what, Barry? I'll tell Say you what, what you mean. You are a legend. You're gonna have lines out the door, Barry. I hope so. Uh, I've, I've wrestled in New Jersey many times. I've lived there for two years in the Woodbridge, Edison area. Actually, my last uh, – I, I lived by the beach in Belmar, and that was incredible. Belmar, Wildwood, wrestled there. And, yeah, it was uh, – I like Belmar a lot, the, the little town there and the way it was situated. So, uh, yeah, there's – Northeast is – I mean, there's wrestling fans, just, first of all, all over the world. But the hardcore old school really – come from the northeast in my opinion and then of course the south also but the northeast they they've seen everything i mean you start at jersey and philly and connecticut and vermont and boston and rhode island i mean it's just crazy the population of of people gyms of of pro wrestlers schools everything you guys are huge up there well we can't wait to see you barry and it's going to be great again Tommy Fierro, I'll, I'll say it. He's a pretty good guy. I'll give him, give him some credit. All right. <laughs> and uh, he knows what he's doing. He's definitely a um, – I'm surprised. He's, you're not from Jersey, are you, Tommy? Yeah, I am. I'm sorry to hear Uh-oh. that. It's amazing you actually have a brain and, and you, uh, you're from Jersey. I can tell you right now the people of Jersey typically do not. But you do have a great mind for professional wrestling. I'm, Thank I you, love man. working with you. And, um, Barry, yeah. I can't wait to see you on May 7th, brother. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. we got to do another promo. And the question of the day, gentlemen, since you all, well, not, okay, Andy doesn't, he lives in Baltimore, but we're going to go with the, the Jersey guys, uh, Jay and Tommy. How close do you live to the New Jersey housewives? Well, Jay actually lives in Minnesota. So I live far oh. away. I live, okay. I live about 10 minutes from them. Yeah, I, I and and I and I and I met a few of them a couple times as well. Yeah, they're they're right in my area. Really? Interesting. I mean, I've seen them. I've seen them. In, I've seen them in restaurants before. I'm eating. They've come to places where I've been at before. Like I, I and they, they go to the mall that we're at. So I mean, we see them. Not not not, yeah. not like all the time, but definitely you'll, you'll run into them or see them a couple times a year. They're right in the area that I live at. Uh huh. Interesting. Oh, I was just curious. Why you you like you like uh, Joe uh, Joe uh, Gorga's wife? Oh no 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 no! I'm a taken man. But if you're going to go in that av- if you go in that avenue, you have to go to two other franchises, and that would be the Beverly Hills Housewives and the and the Housewives of the OC. I mean, sorry, Mm-mm. can't compete with them. <laughs> I, 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 pre- I prefer the Beverly Hills Doors. Oh, do you? You're into Ellie no, Mae. <laughs> well, Andy, thank you so much for uh, calling yeah. in, man. And uh, actually, you're going to be able to see Andy each and every week because ISPW is going to be doing a weekly YouTube show called Sunday Night Slam that debuts on Sunday, March the 20th. We'll talk all about that in the upcoming weeks here on the podcast. Andy, look cool. forward to seeing you soon, my brother. 
You guys take it easy. Barry, stay safe. And uh, maybe one yeah. day you and I will have a nice T-shirt together ourselves. I'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah. And, and don't forget, Andy, you can tell a guy from Baltimore, but you can't tell him much. Thanks <laughs> <laughs> for Jersey as well. Have a good one, guys. Love you both. You too, man. Uh, and, thank you, and Barry, man. thank you. Barry, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. And, again, you'll be able to see Barry and a slew of other 80s wrestling superstars on Saturday, May the 7th at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. For more information on the convention, you can head over to 80swrestlingcon.com. Barry, look forward to seeing New Jersey a couple months from now, man. Oh, man, I can't wait, guys. I'm just... uh... I'm I'm amping up. I'm feel like I'm I'm going into the garden right now. I'm getting all worked up. <laughs> Put on that wrestling collector shirt, brother. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Barry, thank you again for taking the time to talk to us, man. We'll see you soon. Thank you, guys. Appreciate all your time. Thank you, Barry. Great job. Thank you, man. Bless you, all man. Right. We appreciate having you. Thank you. Listen, when you, you have, have... Hey, do you do you know that I, I posted on my uh, personal Facebook page that I was making a big announcement for 80s con and literally in the last 10 minutes because the show usually lasts an hour uh, I got texts did I miss it or did you do it yet so like people are anticipating this announcement now while this was going on in the last 15 minutes I actually texted Jay what the announcement is so Jay knows what it is Jay what, what's your uh, your first thoughts when you when you saw that listen my very first thought it, it my very first thought is the same with all of my first thoughts whenever you tell me something new. My initial thought is how. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you're able to do these things or make these connections. And so that's my first thought. It's always like, how in the world did he manage this? And then I'm like, this is huge. This is big for a number of reasons. And so, again, I just kind of I sit back. I'm in awe. And I just you, you continue to just surprise me with the things and the connections and the things you're able to do. And so I'm excited for this announcement. This one is big. Thank and you, I can't man. wait to, I can't wait to hear the reaction from other people. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this one too. And it, it literally just got confirmed probably five minutes before we went on the air. So uh, a, a quick backstory. Before I got back involved with the wrestling full time, I was the marketing director for the restaurant California Pizza Kitchen. And a, a big job of being the marketing director would be to uh, raise money for local organizations in the area, wherever the stores are at. So I had nine stores in New York and New Jersey. So what we do is, you know, on the off nights, Monday to Thursday, where the restaurant was typically, you know, not crazy busy, like it would be on the weekend, I, you know, I'd reach out to different organizations in the area, whether it be a school, a fire department, police department, a, a library, a church, and we would do a fundraiser night at the restaurant where we'd make up a master flyer and everyone that, you know, we give the, the organization the master flyer, they'll print up, you know, thousands of copies and give it out to all their friends, family, neighbors, supporters. And then any, everyone that came and ate pizza that night, 20%, we get donated back to the organization. So I, I, I you know, I really enjoyed doing the job and, and, and really, enjoyed you know working with different organizations and helping them raise money so one of the one of the first things i did when i when i got in there and got that position was i wanted to do a fundraiser for connor's cure and what i did was i reached out to them and uh you know they were you know through the wwe we were able to set something up and wwe actually sent us uh, baron corbin and nikki cross to the the fundraiser at california pizza kitchen so i it was a fundraiser for all the stores New York and New Jersey, but my, my local 
store in the area where I lived that we had them there. And uh, it was really cool, man. And I really enjoyed doing it. And I really, you know, obviously not only me, but probably every wrestling, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to, you know, this story touches your heart tremendously. And, you know, over the last you know week or two, I was thinking about how I can get back involved with helping to raise money for Connor's Cure. And, you know, I, I thought about it and, you know, I have this social media platform called 80s Wrestling. And, and, and this, is, this, this is what made me call them because the other day I was actually putting my numbers together that I have for all my different accounts that I run. And, and I run, you know, a, a few different ones on each account, Facebook, you know, Twitter, Instagram, even have a Tumblr. So I'm putting together all my numbers and I had 766,000 followers combined on all those accounts. So I'm thinking to myself like, man, like I would love to be able to, you know, outside of just posting pictures of wrestlers and promoting my upcoming events, which obviously is gigantic and huge for us to do, but I want to find a way where I can give back and help raise some money and then a light bulb went off my head and Connor's Cure came in my head. Now we have, you know, a little over two months leading into 80s Wrestling Con Live on May the 7th. And I reached out to them and, and, and told them, you know, about the social media following that we had and how I would like to help raise money for them. And, you know, every post we do, we'll, we'll put the link at the bottom of the page the, directly for the 80s Wrestling Con link that goes to, you know, Connor's Cure and then also give them, you know, a percentage of, you know, all the tickets that are sold. And I have some other cool ideas I'm working on right now, but I'm very, very excited and very, very, very proud to say that 80s Wrestling Con and ISPW will be teaming up with Connor's Cure for 80s Wrestling Con Live on May the 7th at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey, and also at the night show for ISPW. And like I said, it just, it just literally happened an hour ago and, Still working out all the details, but uh, we are teaming up with them, and I'm so, so excited and so proud. You know, first of all, good on you, Tommy, because you are using your your exposure for good to pass on um, kindness to where it is greatly needed in the search for a cure for, for cancer, uh, and especially when you have children of your own and you know that childhood cancer exists and it's out there and as a parent you can't even imagine going through what those parents are going through and so the fact that you're looking to reach out and to do some good in this world tommy good on you thank you for that the thing that blew me away with the announcement and and the why i went to like how does he do this connor's cure is a huge well-known organization Basically because it was founded by the World Wrestling Entertainment. WWE, at the heart of it, kind of started this whole thing. And so it's gotten a lot of publicity worldwide. It's been pushed because of the work they've done. And so when I think about the fact that your wrestling company is doing something along the same lines that the biggest, best company in the world is doing – it just brings a smile to my face, Tommy, because it kind of connects the bridge between your wrestling um, shows and the world wrestling entertainment shows. And so to me, that's just kind of a, that's the how moment for me because it's, it's connecting two big, big things in your world. But first and foremost, good on you, Tommy. Well done. Uh, thank you so much, man. And, and, you know, I don't even really look at it that way. I, I, I just want to help raise money 
for a, a very, very, very important cause. And like I said, I, I had the relationship with them through doing the event we did with California Pizza Kitchen. And, and you know, I, I, we had we had plans on doing more as well. And and, and WWE was on bo- uh, was on board to, to send me more guys in the future as well for different restaurant appearances. Then and then COVID happened, and then that went on not happening. But I always wanted to do something with them. And uh, you know, when when I when I was doing my numbers for my you know social media and realized how many followers that we had, I figured that'd be a good way to you know try and help raise some money and awareness for Connor's Cure through you know posts in the next two months leading up to 80s Wrestling Con. So uh, we we are going to be teaming up with them for 80s Wrestling Con live on May the 7th. More details will obviously be coming in the next couple of days and, and weeks. But I'm super 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 excited for this and i think it's gonna be really cool and i think it's gonna be really big um real quickly uh, ispw this past friday awesome show congratulations to sean donovan the new ispw tri-state champion he captured the title uh this past friday night danny morrison retained his ispw title uh defeating scotty too hotty uh, afterwards maven and morrison were putting the boots to Scotty and Justin Carino ran out, made the save. Wound up giving Danny the worm to end the show, and that sets up for the <laughs> ISW title match coming up at the next show on March the 25th in Totowa, New Jersey, at the Totowa PAL when Justin challenges Danny Morrison for the ISW world title. The Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher, will also be at that show uh, challenging the now for the ISPW tag team titles. And uh, also from this past Friday night, we mentioned earlier, Bobby Ballantyne, New York Mets manager, got involved and got in the ring, which was really, really cool. And uh, the, the most, I guess, newsworthy thing coming out of it, one was the strat match between Trax and H.C. Loke was absolutely fantastic. Those guys killed each other. Crowd absolutely ate it up. Loved every second of it. Uh, Trax came out on top in that one. And we had a surpri- a big surprise appearance. It was... Uh, Rick Recon against Leo Sparrow. Two minutes into the match, Crowbar's music hits. Crowbar comes out. They want to destroy in Leo Sparrow. Uh, they leave. Sparrow gets carried to the back. Rick Recon gets on the mic, says he's here for a fight. He was contracted for a fight. Challenges anyone in the locker room. About 30 seconds goes by. There's no noise, no nothing. And then hit on the microphone, uh, on the loudspeaker, I mean, a spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. And when that <laughs> Carlito came out and no one, no one was expecting the Carlito to be there. And uh, he got a really, really, really big reaction. Still looks like he'd be on TV yesterday. And uh, it's like, and, and, you know, I, I try every show to, to give a surprise because I, you know, I remember back in the day, uh, growing up from this area, you know, what made ECW big at first, one of the big things was, you know, the lights would go out, and when it came back on, there would be a surprise in the ring. And I want people leaving the ISPW shows saying and, and thinking to themselves, man, you never know what's going to happen at an ISPW show. And I did that two shows ago with Enzo. I did it again now with, with Carlito, and I'm sure I'm going to do it again in the future. I want you and I want everyone else to say you never know what's going to happen on the ISPW show. And the money that I'm spending on these guys to use them as unadvertised surprises, hopefully I, I make back with the, the, the word of mouth and people talking and getting hyped for the product. You know, that's, that's a good way to look at it. It's an investment because, yeah, I mean, the last – was it the last 17 phone calls we had? We're putting Tommy over big time today. 
And so I don't, I don't know why that never happens either. Harry Harmon from the good luck. I, you know what? I think I see a Tommy. I'm a Tommy Fierro guy shirt for sale very soon <laughs> on the <laughs> website. Uh, but that's because of the quality you're putting out there, and you have the fans' experience is what you care about first and foremost at your shows. And in the long run, that is the thought process that's going to pay off big time, Tommy. So keep the surprises coming because it's just going to get more eyes on the product. Fingers crossed anyway, right? There you go. And uh, this weekend we have a a, a double shot here in Jersey on Sunday. We're going to have the living legend, Larry Sabisco, at the shop this Sunday live. The Wrestling Collector Stockholm, New Jersey, 2 to 5 p.m., and then on Monday, the return of Monday Night Virtual with the living legend, Larry Sabisco. You can order a photo now to get signed personalized to you by heading over to 80swrestlingcon.com. Order a photo, then you can tune in live and watch it this Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. on our Facebook page. And I'm, I'm sure Jay, uh, usually a couple of days before the signing, he'll get the main guy up on the, the front of the page with the link to the Facebook page. That's my way of politely uh, asking you, Jay, if you can do that. <laughs> if you can Absolutely, get one of we first, can do that. <laughs> yeah, but Jay always, uh, the, the meaning of it, Jay always puts the link to the Facebook page. So you just click on the link on the on the uh, the website to find it. But uh, until then, Jay, thank you so much for everything, man. I love, I can't wait that I get to see you in a couple months. I'm very excited about that. Yeah, by the way. countdown's here. I'm excited too, man. Oh, yeah, man. We're going to have some fun. And I uh, hope you and your family have a great weekend. I hope everyone out there has a great weekend. If you're in the area, please stop by the store this Sunday to meet Larry Sabisco. And if not, we'll see you this Monday night on Monday Night Virtual. And until next week, we're, I'm sure we'll have another guest on the Road to 80s Wrestling Con Live. We will see you next week right here on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.